Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel? Or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorce Not Dead. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. Welcome back to my weekly podcast, Taste of Taylor. I apologize if I'm sounding a little under the weather. Your girl is not feeling great. I am tortete, okay? I look pretty, but I feel like shit. So I've got my lashes done. I got my spray tan on. I got my hair curled, but I am feeling like a, not even a person. So I don't know if I have a cold or allergies or a combination of the both, but I apologize in advance for sounding crazy on this podcast. But yeah, I just came off yet another leg of the Mummy Dearest Tour. And uh, in between leg, I don't even know. I guess this is like number four or five. I'm going into the next one, which is, I guess, six or seven. Um, I found a little bit of time to catch up with my mamala in honor of Mother's Day. So yes, uh, this episode of Taste of Taylor, we're going to do a little... Mother's Day extravaganza with your number one favy, Babsy Strecker. Hey, Mama LaHay. Hey, baby. Hey. We both sound horse AF, by the I, way. I sound just like you. But you, you don't are have an my daughter. You are my daughter. You sound, I, you sound like me. Yes. Yes. I sound like you. Yeah. So I sound like this all the time, actually. This is the, the, yeah, the raspy lady podcast today. Okay. So I just want to say, Mom, happy Mother's Day. Thank you. I know it was yesterday, but you know, I was on tour, so we couldn't get a chance to see each other until now. And so I figured, you know what? A Mother's Day podcast, it's always welcome. You know, who cares if it's before or after? A Mother's Day is a Mother's Day is a Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day, Mama. Thank you very much. And I figured the best way to celebrate Mother's Day was to embarrass you the night before <laughs> at a live show for oh the Mommy Dearest Door. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about on today's podcast, but I the people need to know, Babsy. Yes. So just to catch anybody or everybody up in regard to like what's going on. So Mommy Dearest Tour. It's Stassi Schroeder's tour. She's the headliner, but she brings along her thruple, which is her husband, Bo, and myself, Taylor. So, uh, you know, I do a set. Stassi does, a, like, basically a set, a monologue. 
Then Bo comes out and they kind of do like a live uh, The Good, The Bad, The Baby podcast. I come out and we do like a pop culture hour, which I do every month with Stassi for Straight Up with Stassi. So many different things, synergy working together. And then like we do a couple more segments with me and Stassi and Bo uh, because, you know, we are like the uh, threesome that you never asked for, but you always <laughs> needed. And then we do a little song and dance. It's like a variety show. It's like a live podcast meets comedy meets karaoke. Um, I don't know. I feel like you can probably describe it better, Mom, because you're you were in the audience and you actually saw it. But let's not forget, this is the third podcast tour we've all been out on together. Did the second one get canceled due to COVID? Yes. yes. Is that because God loves me and knew I couldn't handle the tour bus? Yes. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> all those years of going to Catholic school finally paying off. <laughs> My efforts of teaching children uh, about Christianity and Jesus, Lord, the Savior, CCD. <laughs> We're not fruitless. That's good. Yeah, See? I said, dear Lord God, Jesus, because I prayed every single night when I went to bed on tour, as obviously. You did? Mom. Mommy's so proud. Mom, that was my facetious. <laughs> but I was like, dear Lord, I can't sleep on this tour bus. I might perish while we're on tour. And he was like, global pandemic. No, just kidding. Prayers do get answered. So <laughs> Yeah, but I was like, God, yo, God, dude, that's not what I was talking about. I didn't need a global <laughs> pandemic to get me off this tour bus. Um, but no, it was, but it, like this tour just feels different than any other tour. And I think it's because after three times out, we're goddamn professionals now. Yes, you are. So um, it shows. It does show, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. But, it was great. But you've seen, did you see all three of them? I don't think I saw the second one. The second one was very short lived. I think we only did like maybe 10 ish shows, which is crazy when you think about it that only 10 yeah. is like. Sounds like a lot. I'm going to say that on average, each tour that we've done is like around 30 ish, maybe plus shows uh, in like any given. And it's usually over the course of like three months. It's That's intense. A lot. Yeah. The first one we were nervous as hell. And I think I think we did good, but I think now looking back and seeing where we are now, we're like, oh, that was we were amateurs. That was child's play. You know, and there's a learning curve. So like I'm not saying we didn't do we did our jobs. It's just it's just different when you become a pro. What do they say? Ten thousand hours doing anything makes you like from like it makes you like an expert in the field of blank. Yeah. So we are now experts in the field of live uh, podcasting. It showed. You guys and were great. We're good, really? right? Oh, very good. It's a fun show. It, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Better than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I did. Okay, well, well and she's saying that too because well, yeah. she was getting herself very nervous. Not about the show in general, but about my set in particular. How do you know I was getting nervous? Because I was getting nervous. I tried to hide it from you. Every time I talked to you, I I kept it under wraps. Okay, so because I didn't want to mess up your set, I thought if I tell her you're gonna drop something, you you can't talk like that in front of your mama. Right. Then I thought I'm gonna totally mess with her head. I can't do that. I appreciate to her. that because old Babette, like look at we're all evolving and growing as people. Because old Babsy would call me after every single show I did on Sirius and tell me I was a sinner. <laughs> Never no, said. let me say that. So she just <laughs> ate over me. Not say you were a sinner, Mom Taylor. You one time said I was a sinner. I know I, I did it. Yes, Zach you did. Did oh, Zach I did. Oh, some oh semantics. It was not me. Okay, we're gonna tell. I don't use that word. I never say somebody's a sinner. Oh my I'm god, not Mom. that religious. Literally, <laughs> who is she? I don't even know old Babsy. <gasps> no, we're telling the story. Because what? which story? Okay, guys, so listen to the story. <laughs> and Babette is lying and I am telling the no, truth. No, I am telling the truth. No, you are wrong. I never called you a sinner. First of all, talk to the microphone or you're going to be a sinner. <laughs> I can't 
I'm going to hit you over the head with the microphone. <laughs> and then you'll be a sinner. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There's a show, by the way. I think it's on, I don't know if it's Hulu or Netflix, but it's called Sinner. And I'm like, <laughs> I like, I, I twitch whenever I see it. I'm like, that's what my mother called me. Okay. <laughs> I did not. So we did a show. So I, I did, I did, I did a show on Sirius XM Radio, in case you guys don't know. You're like, bitch, we know. <laughs> and. Like it was Cosmo Radio. I had to talk about sex. And so, but like, I also had to make the show about me. I remember when we first started doing the show, they wanted us to like read for the magazine. Oh, and it was like, we'll blow through this magazine. And it's a four hour daily show. We'll blow through it in the first three days. No, you're so like, we I had to earn their trust that we could talk about our lives, past, present, and future. And like, be able to like, make it have the voice of Cosmo. And like, don't forget the articles were like, I'm going to give your man a blue. He did knock his socks off. <laughs> So and I I chose the morning shift not because I love to wake up with the Boyds <laughs> so that you didn't have to talk about so sex. I could talk about I sex less and it was because I mean I also like being brought up Catholic it'll like do the thing to you with sex right absolutely but also like I just I was brought up by my parents who were like virgins when they got married and it wasn't like there wasn't like a lot of sex talk you in the know, house you say that though like it was such a rare thing honestly in my generation that was not huge I know but I but we live circa I, now I know well now. Welcome to the 90s, totally, Mr. Bonks. I grew up in a generation where if kids, if people were like living with their boyfriend <gasps> for real, Sin. their parents didn't know. And I'm not kidding. No, I'm not kidding. No, it was very different. I know. I know. Also, did your mom and dad sleep in separate beds? Yes. That's fucking crazy. Yes. Twin beds in the same room. How'd they do it? They, I don't know. <laughs> they must. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't want to think about my parents in that way. Thank you very Me, much. Same, same. Yeah, right. Okay. So nobody wants to think about anybody else doing it. Well, that's not true. But nobody wants to think about nobody Perms. wants to think about their parents doing it. No, and and I want to think about your kids. As doing a parent, it. I'm assuming you don't want to think about your kids. Absolutely I don't want not. to think about my siblings doing it. No, so I get it. I get it. Weird. Okay. So anyway, mom, this podcast is sex positive. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> Which is a joke. I'm like the worst. Listen, I'm a, a product of my environment. So I'm, right. I'm also, so I was like the prudest girl. Like literally Cosmo would have memes with me and they'd be like, Taylor, you I can't know. say blowjobs. <laughs> ew. This is Cosmo radio. Like you have to, I was really bad. Like, like in terms of like, and also I, I was like, I even remember Wasbin's mom was like, I feel bad for my son. Like you don't even seem to sexual like like him at all sexually based on your show. And I was like, it's shtick, but that was a lie. It was actually the truth, and it was Cosmo. Well, no, 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 no. It was me like being weird about sex, but it was also I knew you were listening. Yeah, right. I did. No, no, that's true. I can see that. So eventually, right. they were like, "You're going to get fired if you don't start talking about like sex in a positive way." Yeah. So I remember I had to tell a story. It was it was like a blowy article, so we had to do like a blowy thing or whatever. And I told a story about a friend. Friend. <laughs> I think I remember this. <laughs> In air quotes. But I said friend. Yeah. Because I knew you were listening. Yeah. You fucking spy. <laughs> I'm not a spy. I just like listening spy to Spy for my... Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. So... <laughs> I told her about a friend that gave a blowy and the guy said you took it like a champ, right? But Which is the graphic or whatever. But like, whatever. Jesus. And oh my God, the call I got, my mom called and you were mad. 
You probably knew it was Aubrey, me. Are you talking about a friend? Mom, I only tell the stories. Okay, you took it. what was the story? Now I can't even remember. It was about like 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 just like horrific blowy experiences. Yeah. and it was like you a t- guy. Yeah, but that's disrespectful about the man. Anyway, I can't look at you when I'm talking about this. <laughs> Close your eyes. You I'll close my eyes. You close your eyes. We'll look. Okay. I'm gonna stand in this corner. You stand in that corner. Okay. Okay. Just like yeah. pretend you're not listening, but you I'm have to respond. Dying. My eyes are really <laughs> close. They really truly are. Okay. Go ahead. So told the story. Whatever. Yeah. We don't have to go into the d- details. They're they're neither here nor there. Okay. But the story was told, and then you called, and you were like, "Oh my God, the show today, disgusting." Blasphemous. He <laughs> said right to hell. No, you didn't. But like you called angry. And there was a lot of times that we would talk after the show and we would get in arguments. And yeah. you would be like, I didn't like the show today. And I was like, listen, I've got Cosmo breathing down my neck. Right. You know, like they need more. And I'm trying to do my job. And like there was a lot of times I was like, maybe you should just stop listening. I literally was like, Oh, I remember. How that. can I figure out how to tell Sirius to like uh, like make block her account block her account? <laughs> literally. So anyway, I so I remember you and I were going back and forth, and I was like, "Mom, it's an it was a topic. Like, what do you want me to do?" And you were like, "Well, I was in the car, and your brother was in the car. So if I'm in my twenties, yeah. we're eleven years apart. So let's say I'm twenty. Oh, I remember now. Okay, I remember I now. Remember. No, you no, can't. Steal no, no. It. But he said, "Is she a sinner?" I didn't say your sister's a sinner. He said, "Mom, is what she ever?" I, I believe you, but I'm just saying hiding behind your 11 year old no yes because no. okay i'm 22 ish yes. he's 11 years younger he's like 11 10 That's 11 a little boy why he, sh- he shouldn't have even been listening and that is the takeaway and also speaking to your microphone but we never knew what you were gonna come out with which so, is why you, know, you shouldn't have been listening you should not have been listening sometimes it was clean so you were never so you were like <laughs> you were like well zach was in the car and i'm like and and you were like and he asked if, if you, you were a sinner. sinner. Oh, mom, you see. But you don't see the implications. You So for oh. me to say you called me a sinner. Oh, yeah. Were, oh, oh you, come on. You're being so sensitive oh, you're right being now. Such a liar. <laughs> no, which I'm is not. a sin. No, I'm not. According to the Ten Commandments. No. All right. Okay. Move along. Okay. So that's so, so. We hashtag, agree. hashtag never forget. Never okay. Agree. You guys, you, that's the full story. You know, leave a comment in the comment section about whose side you're on. Oh, okay. Moms, you're voting for me. Remember this. <laughs> so anyway, so historically, we've definitely had moments when it comes I, to anything. Yes, and I can't wait for you to have a baby. And I hope it's a girl. Oh, my God. Oh. Well, luckily, we'll get to pick. Uh, well, Thank God. You'll end up with two, so we'll see. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you'll get a girl and a boy. We'll see. So it's so funny you say that because Stassi is like her whole thing, like on tours, like Mommy Dear's like Hartford is like, you know, Hartford, and she talks about this um, on social media, but like Hartford kind of like knows that Stassi wants to be loved and like kind of fucks with her a little bit. a hard time. And um, Stassi, you know, has been like, you know, her and her mom, like she's been like difficult with her mom historically too. And she knows it's karma. And I'm like, yeah. so I'm watching her go through the karma. Yeah. And she's fully aware of it. And I'm like, oh my God, this is what my mom always says yeah. to me. Like someday <laughs> you'll <know>. understand. <laughs> you, there's no way you can understand until it happens to you. Right. And it will happen to you. So anyway, so that was that. That was a million years ago. That was Cosmodays. And I will say, mom, I always say about like you and dad too now specifically, like you guys have really, I would say in the last decade you guys have gone from being at times you know like 
I don't want to say judgmental because that's not a nice word to say to your face, but I could say it behind your back. <laughs> I've heard you say it, quote unquote, behind my back <laughs> on the, on the radio, radio nationally. Oh, but I will say that, like, you know, you guys just, we, you, got, you guys had, um, you know, you were more judgmental. <laughs> I don't know what other I think what's hard in our family yes. is that you are so much older than your siblings. That's fair. That if I, if we had had you all say within six years, yes, I was. You like, would have had a lot longer time with parents who were like, okay, they're grown up now. We can right, back off. Right. The problem for you was you're 11 years older than your little brother. Right. Six so, years older than Paige. So I'm like setting an example yeah, that exactly, which was hard for you. It was, I was, it was on, a lot of pressure. I'm the most fucked up child you have. Why did I have to come first? <laughs> I should have been the last. Well, maybe you're effed up because you were the first. Amen to that firstborn. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Preach. Sorry, I didn't realize you were going to church today. But you're not effed up. No, but like I am definitely the most naughty. I'm the one that lives most outside. I, I color outside well, the lines. Well, that's your personality too. Yes, you but can't I'm just blame saying, that on me. But like I feel bad. Like I like you know justice for us first forms because like you know what we are. We're Selena Gomez and we're Taylor Swift. Like I never asked to be a role model. Okay, but here I am <laughs> having to be. And so, <laughs> and also breaking in parents is hard, especially on it's like for the Lone oldest. Ranger breaking them in. Are you yeah. kidding me? It's no. like no other. You know, this is like a solo sport. This is like gymnastics. You begged for them. My siblings? Yes, she yeah, did. because I'm the only one fighting you crazy too. Yeah, no. I need you reinforcements. St- you started begging it like the five way, years old. The way that you raised me and Zach so different, there are no words. Oh, there are and no words. And he went to Harvard, so. Huh, I, huh, there are just no saying, words. Maybe, you know, maybe if you left me alone, I would have also gone to Harvard. Jesus Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. I know. You'll okay. see someday. But like, I remember we were at Chris Golden and Zenon's wedding in yes. Kansas. And a lot, because Chris and I grew up in Cohasset together, there was a lot of Cohasset kids there. And they were like, dad was like taking off his shirt and dancing yeah. like he was like at the gay club with all the other gay boys. Because he was. You no, know, because you made it. You were like, Rich, take off your shirt and get in there. And dance with the boys. But that's the thing is like, so all these kids now, they're grown adults like me. And they were like, your parents are so cool. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, now. <laughs> I was but, like, but tell me, Zach must have been mortified. Oh, Zach loves it. He was Zach probably loves embarrassed. It. Well, you know what's so funny is when your parents are strict with you, all you want is for them to be wild and free. And then when your parents are like wild, cool, wild, and, wild and, free. and free, all you want is for them to be. So exactly. Zach and I represent like the archetype of what it's like to have a parent-child relationship. It's like grass is always greener. You always right. want the opposite of what you get. Like you know what I mean? the songs that I dance to and yeah, mom's sing favorite, that I love. Mom's favorite song is Boots with the Fur. <laughs> and I danced to these songs or sing. I remember once we were at a, someone's bar mitzvah. Yes. And I was dancing to, it's getting hot in here. So, so take, take off, off all your, your clothes. clothes. And Zach. Get in so hot. Well, mom, you were unbuttoning your blouse. That no, was much. <laughs> Zach got, I'm joking. I was dancing and Zach was like, mom, stop. <laughs> he, and then once he told me that, why mom? are all your favorite songs about prostitutes <laughs> and strippers. Like We call them sex workers now, Mom. I, I like the music. You do. You yeah. love a stripper anthem. I like, I like the beat. It's well, not I the come words. out to, on tour, I come out to, ow, skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Yeah. To the window. To the, to walls. the walls. To the walls. We sweat drop down my balls. Oh, these bitches growl. Ow, oh. skeet, skeet, motherfucker. See? <laughs> And you wonder why I am the way I am. This woman no. had me as a toddler going like this around DC because that's where dad did his residency. Ooh, sex. <laughs> it's natural. Sex is something that we should do. 
George Michael. I mean, literally. I love that music. No. I know. It is, doesn't fit with my personality. You turned me dirty really and you turned me gay. Yeah, it's all my fault. Everything's your mother's fault. <laughs> well, that's just the, Always. Lo- the law in life for yeah, a mother. You just wait. You're going to get it back. I know. No, no, no. I'm the dad. Yeah. <laughs> so Taylor Donahue can get it back. But see, I found the loophole, bitch. <laughs> you always do. <laughs> so anyway, so anyway, so Cosmo Radio, lots of tech talk. We we went through it in our relationship for sure. And then, you know, I mean, and I, but I also feel like too, like we talked here before. It's not a secret about like a little bit of a rough patch coming out. But like, I feel like ever since like coming out and like really like I feel like you guys, especially even through that experience, just became like so cool. Like you guys really like dad's dancing like he's a gay man at a nightclub. Like, you know, you guys are just the best. You really are. Like I am, I've always adored you and you know that, but I am in like my most favorite stage of our relationship. Oh, I'm so glad. I am genuinely obsessed yeah, with you. Get to this point in your life where what, nothing matters anymore. It doesn't matter. We're like going into maybe, if we're lucky, the last 20 I, years of our lives. Literally stop it. I hate when you say that. Taylor, I'm 67. Shh. shh. Don't be, mom, da, right. da, do. But I can't say 30 because that would make me 97. So anyway, okay. I will pump you full I'm just of the anti-ADHD medication. <laughs> I got the Ozeps. I got the fat burning <laughs> shots. Like there's also, uh, there's other longevity shit in there. At this point in our lives, I just want to enjoy my life. This episode of Taste of Taylor is brought to you by Nutrafol. Ladies, I need you to listen very closely. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? Ah, now I got your attention. Here's the deal. I talk about this because millions of Americans experience hair thinning. It's not only common, it's actually normal. But among women, we just do not openly talk about it. And when you're going through it, it can feel very lonely and frustrating. But I am here to tell you that you are not alone. Thinning is normal and Nutrafol helps women address it from within with science-backed supplements. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve visible thickness and strength. From postpartum to menopause and no matter what stage of your life, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women. Each is physician formulated using drug-free science-backed ingredients so you get the most reliable results. All you got to do is go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. You can identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body health approach. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting root causes of thinning, stress, hormone, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, metabolism through whole body health. And in a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. Listen, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code TASTE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TASTE, that's T-A-S-T-E. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TASTE. And now back to the podcast. I still have like shrapnel from like our formative years. I'm sure you'd, you still have a little bit of like, you know, I never even bring it up anymore. Do I? What? Any of the no. shrapnel you're talking about? Uh, no. If we ever talk about the T word, which is a swear word we in our house, which, which is, a, we don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. He's a guy I dated in high school. That's the we only time that you start to like glitch. No. But Twitch. no. 
twitch. <laughs> and I can say that because I'm, I'm a blinky queen. I just got my Botox. I, man, I've been blinking up a storm for the last couple months. You're not blinking now. I thought I would f- simply fly away with my eyelash extensions recently. Yeah. Give it like we have come a long way and we are in a great spot. But when I was writing the set for this tour, oh. I don't know what came over me, but I just got super naughty. Yeah. And I, you know, the first tour, I knew I was going to keep some stuff from the first tour because don't forget, like, Honestly, I have to say a lot more of the audience knows who I am now than, and you probably remember this too. That first tour we were on, I would say like anybody in the audience know who I am. And it was like 25%, maybe 30 on a, a good night 50. Yeah. Now it feels like 95%. It's yeah. wild. But don't forget when I wrote this, I was thinking about the old set. So part of me feels like I need to explain who I am like to people that are in the audience that don't know me because like if you know me, you know me. But like if you don't know me, my story is very interesting. The whole like I was married to a man. I thought I was straight. Now I'm gay and like all this different stuff. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm a social climber. My job is to get my brand out there. Right. Well, that's not all you are. Is your sexual preference. No, but it's a big part of who I am. Married to a man. Now with a woman. It is. It just simply is. So anyway. also. And let, hear me out in this. I, you know, like, I, I think it's dissipating now because like more and more women are like lesbians. Like Chriselle, Chriselle just got married. I know. I, she's great for the brand. Oh, she got married to a woman? Yes. Um, her, no, I'm sorry. They, them pronouns. Um, but her partner is G Flip. They're a rapper yeah. in Australia. Yeah. But Chriselle, they, they got married. Oh, wow. I know. I did not know that. I know. So anyway, great for the brand. We love a Chriselle. But, you know, I just feel like there are a lot of stereotypes around like lesbians. Like I remember one of my friend's dads. Uh, um, yeah, my friend's dad. He found out that I was gay. And like, and my friend like showed a picture of myself and Tay to him. And his reaction was, this is terrible, by the way. I'm not co-saying this. I'm just, for example, he was like, what a waste. Like they're both such pretty girls. Oh my God. Well, there well, are these, no, He's no. a dad. But I'm just saying it's generational. It is totally generational. But like there are these stereotypes around it. And right. as somebody who has a platform, is out and proud, like lives my, you know, like we, I'm married to a woman, we're having a child, like I'm living this life. And like there have been times politically in this country, like Roe v. Wade reversal. That shit scared me. Right. And so I remember so. when I first came out on the air, I had people hate me for being gay and they were done with me. But I also had people say, I've never believed in gay marriage. I've never believed in gay people having children. I am in love with you. You are my best friend on the radio. We've never met. <clears throat> but guess what? You don't even want kids, but I want kids for you. So you have single-handedly changed my mind on gay people being married and gay people having children. That is powerful. Right. So, and also Mackenzie Green, you know how I love her so much, but she says I that love her too. you make people laugh to pour the, open their mouth to pour the medicine down their throat. Okay. This idea of yeah. like, you can, through humor, you can also teach and expand minds. Right. And so I feel like there's a lot of stereotypes about lesbians and I'm kind of up there to be like, hey, let me dispel some of them. I mean, some of them are true for some people, but not for me. And people take a lot of liberties when they look at like a lesbian couple. They think that they know exactly what you're all about right. and they don't. Right. So I kind of felt like there was a part of me that's like, you know, I'm like, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also spreading the good seed of the less boss community. Less boss. Less boss community. <laughs> so anyway, and also you work a set through and you find what's funny. Like there were, my set had way more material in it. There was some stuff about me and Tay having a baby. There was stuff about Kate Bosworth. Did I go there? I did for a couple of shows. Did it work? No. Good idea to drop. Talk in the microphone things. and say that again. Good idea to drop certain things. So anyway, but you, but that you don't work. Right. But then sometimes stuff that you're like, I don't know if this is going to hit. You're like, damn, 
So I have like a joke that um, is a Trump joke, but it's a tra- attached to a strap on. And I'm not going to tell it because I, I'm not going to ruin it here because I, I want you to hear it for the first time. Right. I've honestly, I've said too much already. But when we were like in like Milwaukee and Cleveland, I was like, this, this joke might not hit. And it killed. And even like the stage guys, they're like techie straight, super like maybe give MAGA vibes would be like that Donald Trump joke. What amazing. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, this is like a thing. Yeah. So you kind of figure it out as you go. And pretty soon it was my best joke. So, but it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's the strap on joke. And I'm like, oh my Jesus Christmas. So I was getting really nervous about leading up. So I was really nervous about the yeah, New York City show. I was show. getting really nervous too. I was really, I was ner- really hoping you were going to drop it. So I was really nervous about. We the, had a bunch of friends who wanted to come see no, it. No, that's like, why no, I no, said no. You no. don't want to come. No, because yeah. this show's not for your. The, I am not your report card as, as a human. <laughs> that's for sure. So, like, I don't like. That's when you were like, "Oh, can we get tickets for the show?" I mean, the truth is now, yeah, of course you could have. We had extra comps, but like, no, your friends can't come because I don't want you to be uncomfortable in front of your friend Joanne you went to BC with. It's <laughs> not what this is about. This is about me. <laughs> it's always about you. So anyway. <laughs> So I've been doing the jokes and they've been killing and crushing and like I've been like loving my set, but I was getting really, really nervous. I was nervous to do just New York in general because it's like Claudette was there and Brian and like, of course, I love my friends and they're supportive. But like if you suck in front of your friends and I also sucked at Brian's, uh, Claudia told me the truth. I (laughs) sucked at Brian's uh, roast on his 40th in Lisbon. I've heard you say that. And I knew you want to know why I sucked. I can make fun of me to kingdom come. I can't make fun of friends and I definitely can't make fun of Brian. Look, and Brian's like, I want to roast him. I'm like, but do you, Brian? Yeah. <laughs> but do you? You know what I mean? Yeah. And also I'm competing with people who like have known him since childhood, yeah. have went to college with Brian. Like yeah. I can't compete with yeah. that. And Claudia and I had like all the same jokes because, and she's known him longer. Right. So like, and I didn't even know his former fiance and that was like, that the former fiance jokes were crushing. But anyway, so I didn't do an amazing job at Brian's and I know it made Claudia very nervous because she said to me, like, okay, so she, I think she like made me do Lisbon because she was trying to be like, get me ready for tour, which uh-huh. she knew what she was doing, but yeah. it almost rocked my confidence to the core. Yeah. But she, so I said after our first show in Minneapolis, okay, I sent her the audio recording of my first show and she called back and was like, Taylor, this is so, you are confident. You are incredible. You are funny. You are telling jokes. Like you are irreverent. Like part of comedy is shocking people. And so she was like, you, this is, I'm blown away. And she said, and now I can tell you that you stunk up the room (laughs) at Brian's 40th. I said something to Brian after the New York city show. I was like, did I redeem myself? And he was like, I don't like this narrative that Claudia is peddling around. He's like, I do not agree. He's being nice, but like, no, but like, so I was kind of nervous about New York, but the way I was so nervous about Boston because I knew I had to do it in front of you me. and daddy, yeah. but more you than more, dad. Yeah, dad, dad can kind of like, he, he'll be like, I, I could just even picture dad like being like, I can't believe she said that, but like laughing. Yeah, he did. Whereas there's this thing that you do where like you purse your lips when you're uncomfortable. <laughs> no, don't. I, you know, you're like, doing I, Well, I don't know what I do, but I know everything. You do like this kind like, of clo- like you have no poker face. I have none. So when I like know. you don't like something, you think something's like bathos or weird. Like you just kind of like, like bathop, like like bathopically smile, so and I was like, I, I was like, I can't handle looking at her face like that. You didn't see afterwards. Me. You didn't know where I was. No, I couldn't you? see you in the audience. No, right. But like, but like, I wasn't even worried about like the initial reaction in the crowd. What I was scared is like, you come backstage and you're like, 
you know, like, and also, let's not forget, like, Mother's Day is the next day. Like, technically, these tickets are, like, your Mother's Day gift to you and Paige. I mean, they weren't, but, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, like, ah, how? Yeah. Like, I was just so nervous. I'll kick you in the throat, and then I'll say, happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> So, so, so wait, so I was to know what happened though in the audience before you went on. Okay. This is really cute. Okay. So I was really nervous, but like I had also been talking on the Taylor Strecker show about how nervous I was leading up to this. And I even talked with one of the co-hosts who's a comedian. She helped me with my first set. And I said, I think maybe I should like change my set. And she talked me out of it. And she's like, you can't change your set. You've been working on your set this whole time. You build it. You get better and better. Your job is to go out there in Boston, your hometown and crush. Not, you know, like not give them the show that they deserve because your mom's in the audience. And like, also you like, your mom's going to laugh. It's going to be funny. Yeah. And so, but I, I, like, listen, I'm no dummy. Like I know you listen to the daily show, the Taylor yeah. Trekker show on Patreon. So I was thinking like, well, if I prepare her for the worst, maybe it won't be so bad. Yeah. Well, you did. Okay. So that was now, a good strategy. It thank worked. you. So here we are. So now plus your wife took me under her wing. It was not Tate. Come sit with me, Babsy. Come sit with me. So she made sure I was sitting next to her. And as you were ramping up on stage. So she could poke you with a strap on? Yeah. Oh, no. Don't. Oh, dad. No. Okay. Not what she did. Joking. She took me under her little wing. And she said, she was rubbing my arm. Are you okay, Babsy? It's okay. It's not going to be as bad as you think. She literally was doing that to me in the audience. She's so sweet. How bad did you think it was going to help me through? On a scale of I one was to ten. terrified. <laughs> terrified. I on, honestly, okay, I'm going to be really honest with you right Do now. Do go. I almost didn't go. <gasps> oh my God. You're such a little puss. I was kind of nervous. Oh my God. Babsy. Because uh, I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to go and then be like uncomfortable Mama. and have you feel bad after your show. Oh, yeah, because I wouldn't have felt bad if you just didn't come. Oh, I would have made up an excuse that I was sick. Again, look who the sinner is. <laughs> so I thought, no, this is silly. Get over it. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> it's like not reality. She's a comedian. It's also, a joke. like exaggeration is real. You yeah, know, like, come I know. on. I do exaggerate all the time on the radios. Yes. This happens to be true. Yes. <laughs> so I, yeah. So I was so, fine. I was fine. Say it I higher. Really was. Go up another octave I and I'll fine. believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, were you fine or did you actually think it was funny? It was funny. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it was. I mean, it was. It was funny. I mean. I would have preferred maybe it wasn't in there, but <laughs> right, right, right. I have to be honest. No, you're looking right into my I eyes. I wanted to be honest. Yes, no, of, of course, of course, yes. of course. Yes. Um, but did, it would be okay. Let's f- flip it and reverse it. Is your from in the friend yet? Is your from in the friend yet? Yes. All right. Yes. Seriously, if I was a comedian. And I was up on stage. Yes. And I told a joke about dad and me in the bedroom and that I had a strap on. You'd be a little uncomfortable, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yep. Of Reality. Course. Of yeah, course. Probably. Of course. But I would also be like, she's joking. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that, and that's how I was. And I was joking. I mean, like, let's yeah. get real. You yes. know what I mean? But I'm like, don't make me ruin the illusion here on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, no, no, I know. 
So it's like a magician can't tell his secrets. I was fine. Couldn't you tell when I came back? I could tell. I was fine. I knew you were fine. I knew you were good. And I like, and Aunt Betsy was there and and I feel like she's naughty. So she was fine. Yeah. Betsy. And Nicole and her girls are like cool and with it, you know, and Chris and Zenon love a dirty joke. Oh, of course. So I knew that they were fine. fine. Yeah. But I I feel like dad was fine. Hey dad, real quick. Real quick, the 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 the, the scary joke. What what did you think on a scale of one to ten? How like bathos was it? One or two. Oh damn! So did you laugh? Did you laugh at the joke? Yeah, that was nothing. But did you think it was funny? Yeah. Yeah. He looked over at me awkwardly. He has a he has a look too. Yeah. It was like uh oh. oh <laughs> it was kind of like haha. It was like oh well. You gotta share the microphone no, with him. No wait. Oh well. No wait. It was like. Oh, here comes the joke. She didn't cut it out of the set. Oh, shoot. Really, I said, oh, shit. <laughs> and then it was like lame. It was like nothing. Amazing. No, and the, guys, just want to let you know. PG rated. Thank you. Not, yeah, just to let everybody know, it's not lame. Like, it's a funny joke, dad. But like, and, it, and it's, it's worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's PG. Let yes. me tell you, I was shocked after the fact and hearing it. That that woman, unless you lessened the joke for us. I did not. I okay, did not. It was the exact same joke. It was the exact same I joke. I was shocked that a woman left the show and wrote a nasty In Chicago. I, I was Chicago. I would say I would not present that joke to my cataract patients. Okay. Thanks, Dad. But I'm bum ching. But they're all 95 years old. Honestly, you know? they probably think it was hilarious. Um, no, and then this thing too, um, and I talked about this on uh, Taste of Taylor with Stassi. We talked about the woman that left right. Chicago. So y- you right. also knew that coming into it. I did, it. so I was really nervous. I thought it must have been really crass and gross. Right, of course. No, she was just a little bitch. And also, <laughs> uh, you was, know. It wasn't that bad. No, she was probably no. upset because her husband threw her strap out the night before. <laughs> strap on, out. Strap out. No, but really, it really, it, like. It was so not vault. Like, were you like, oh my God, that wasn't even like anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Oh, well then my work here yes. is done. I was relieved. You were relieved. Yes. How how was the blowy joke for you? Oh. Not good. <laughs> Worse. Well, not great. <laughs> I just don't want to know what anybody's doing in the bedroom. I get it. Thank That's just Babsy's much. MO. I just don't. Okay, well. I don't care. But we survived. Yes. We survived. It- Yes, and they are jokes. And they are jokes. True. Yeah, but I, I really didn't know that that ex-boyfriend was uncircumcised, Mom. No, I know that. You've Isn't told that, me, Mom, you've told for me real that talk, before. Is that not crazy? I, you obviously never looked. And that's because I was raised well. <laughs> True Catholic. What a good girl. Right. Not a sinner. This episode <laughs> is going to be called Not a Sinner. Oh, I like it. <laughs> no, you're not a sinner. I'm a good girl. I and all, yeah, and mom, I didn't even use the strap on. Oh God! Hashtag never. I don't even want. I don't <laughs> even want. Here's the thing: everybody thinks when they meet a lesbian couple, they do. Mom, they ask crazy questions. Do you guys scissor? Oh, also speaking of, do you know what scissoring is? I don't. Well, that's fine. But somebody, <laughs> Chris and Zenon, explained it to me. Of I course. didn't. But of course, Chris and Zenon, of course, when they heard that I didn't understand, of course, had to make a hand motions to explain it to me <laughs> which seems ridiculous do you know what dry humping is? i don't believe people really do that do you know what dry humping is yes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes i do know that yeah 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 i mean but this is the thing i a lot of times i feel as a lesbian okay i'm gonna embarrass you now go do you know why i know what dry humping is because it's your favorite thing to do in the bedroom no why <laughs> 
Because your father and I had to do a lot of that since we were virgins when we got married. I'm dead. I love it. <laughs> Dry humping's the best, is it not? <laughs> Better than sex. Oh, Pen- no. Penetration who? No, dad, you cannot talk about sex. No, no. Speaking of, no, not, not really I got it from my dad. The, the, the openness with the sex talk. We can always cut it. You can edit it out. Oh, right? God. Go, go. We're both closing okay. our eyes now. So everything yes, I dad. say can be edited. It's usually edited because it's not PC. Dad, enough. please. All right. Okay. So, so when me and I were kissing, Dad, I don't want to hear it. I'm, you know what I'm at. I'm, I just tapped out. I'm done. I get tapped. See, <laughs> see how it feels. Okay. Okay, I deserve that. No, no, go, go. So I'm, I'm trying to think how I can say this. No, please don't. Then don't. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so <laughs> when mommy and I were first kissing, oh yeah. Jesus, Christmas. You talking about you talking about dry this humping is so thing? So perfect. Just go. Well, it, it's like paper. Rip the band-aid off. Okay. So so um what was I talking about? Oh my god. (laughs) I forgot I forgot. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm not demented. Dad, we have to get on a plane. Go. Okay. I haven't packed yet either. Okay. So so um so are you okay? Never mind, never Uh, mind. You can edit this all out. The audience is no, dying. No, no, let me say. So, so, so we, were, we were kissing, yes. and mommy didn't even know about male anatomy like, oh my at god. all. Oh my like, god! Not even close. Jesus Christmas! So, I would get excited in my pants, pants and she didn't even notice it. Nice. Like she's so. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Taylor, did you ever see it? Edit this <laughs> did you out. see I it? No, we might keep did it. You, in. No. no, did you really see it? I don't even want to know now. After <laughs> yeah, I, didn't even know. I do she was not. So, she was so innocent. All right. Really? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, that was man. worse than your joke. And there you have it. Worse than my joke. That was worse. Did you hear that, Teddy? Oh, you're going to die. <laughs> Edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, happy Mother's Day. <laughs> oh. Oh, your virgin mother. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Virgin Mary. Yeah, here. it's crazy. I mean, oh. Jesus is my daddy because you were married. <laughs> the Immaculate Conception. The Immaculate Conception. No, you actually. Yeah, dad left immaculate. all of his sperm in his pants. <laughs> oh my God. I'm officially gone. That's it. Let's stop. So and much it. for 20 more years of life. Oh, she is perishing I'm today. Dead. I am dead. Here we go. You do this to me at the end of every single podcast I do with you. And this is what the people oh. need. This is what the people deserve, Babsy. Oh. I love you. Give them what they want. Oh, happy Mother's oh, Day. Thank you, darling girl. I'm so happy that you made me a mother. You've been worth every uncomfortable moment. <laughs> oh. oh, you guys, that is it for us. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers who are embarrassed by their children. And my wish for all of you is that you have a funny child. Yeah. Because it's everything. At least, you know, you can giggle through the tears. <laughs> exactly. And pass them off as tears of laughter. Oh. So true. You guys, that is it for us. Uh, you always know I say it, and I'm sorry I'm repetitive, Rita, but it's the case. Rate, review, subscribe. It means the world. Honestly, just give me an HGH with like an exclamation point. Um, and it's, you know, it really, it makes all the world of difference. Would you not tip your bartender? No. This is the equivalent. And it's frizzy. So rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. And yeah, that is it for us, guys. Have a great rest of your week. Until next one. Bye, bye.
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.